0: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast brought to you by Social Media Examiner. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who wanna know what works with social media. Today, I'm gonna be joined by Josh Ryan, and we're gonna explore how to grow an Instagram following that converts. By the way, I am at Stelzner on Instagram. And if you're new to this show, be sure to follow us so you do not miss any of our future content. And now for this week's interview with Josh Ryan. Helping you to simplify your social safari.
1: Here is this week's expert guide.
0: Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Josh Ryan. If you don't know who he is, he is an Instagram strategist and consultant. He's founder of Cleverpreneur, an agency that helps experts and creators build profitable Instagram audiences. He's also host of The Josh Ryan Show. Josh, how are you doing today?
1: Great, Michael. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm super excited that you're here today. And Today, we're going to explore how to grow an Instagram following that leads to real quality leads and customers, conversions, if you will. But before we go there, I want to hear your story. How did you get into Instagram? Start wherever you want to start.
1: Yeah. So I got into entrepreneurship in general from quite a young age. I was, I think, only about nine at the time, growing up in a small town in New Zealand. And I remember talking to my dad. He was always supported me, always encouraged me to go out and, like, you know, chase my dreams and so on. And I remember just saying to him one day that I wanted to go and watch football, which being football mad soccer, as you might call it, in the States. And instead of saying that he couldn't do it or we couldn't do it because I lived on the other side of the world, he instead encouraged me like, how can you go out and make that happen? How can you find a way? And so I had my first business when I was like nine years old, which was a vending machine, which was my first way. I started making a bit of income. And then fast forward a few years, we moved. And so I had to get rid of that. And I was looking at different things online.
0: Did you get to Barcelona or not? I did. Okay.
1: That was about nine years later, a couple years ago. Okay, cool. Yeah, so then we moved and I had to get rid of that and was sort of looking at things online and started like a, I saw lots of people talking about vision boards, dream boards, that sort of thing. And I ended up just starting an Instagram account, which was kind of like that. Like it was cool cars, cool quotes, cool travel destinations, like just inspirational stuff. Didn't think too much of it until I messaged a guy I think at the time had about a hundred thousand followers. This was twenty fourteen, towards the end of twenty fourteen. And asked him if he could just, you know, mention my page in one of his posts to help me grow my audience. And he turned around and he was like, that'll be fifty dollars or something. And I was like, wait, hang on a minute. You guys are you're getting paid to post about people on social media. And I was just, what the heck? And so I started like asking more questions and learning about it and found out there was like this whole business behind building an audience on social media and then brands and companies will pay you. And I was just fascinated by that. And so I just spent from that point on lots of my free time just learning about it and trying different things to grow this account because I hadn't taken it too seriously the first couple of months. Then I saw there was like this business behind it. I was just really intrigued. And I just spent a ton of time learning how to create content, grow an audience, build an audience, and pretty much made every mistake in the book and eventually built that account. Now it's just over 800,000 followers. So that's like a motivational quotes account now. Millionaire.dream is the username of that one. And then along those, I've been doing that for about seven years now, started an agency working with clients and then recently started a YouTube channel a couple of years ago, sort of teaching people how I've done what I do and grow Instagram accounts. Long story short. And then, yeah, in 2018, about, so what, Four years ago, damn, I'm um, got to go to Europe and got to go watch Barcelona play, which was pretty awesome. Brings it all full circle.
0: So you were shocked that this guy said, "Yeah, for fifty bucks, I'll give you a shout out." And you started really becoming a student of how others are growing their Instagram account. You built up this millionaire dream account to eight hundred thousand subscribers. At what point did you decide this is going to be a business? I would imagine you must have had either you were a student or you had another job and this is just a side hustle, right? There must've been some moment where you decided you're going to make a business out of this, right?
1: Yeah. So I guess probably from when I actually started taking it seriously, Like when I found out there was a business behind it, because up until then I didn't really think much of it. And I f- feel like most people in 2014 didn't really think much of like social media as a business. So probably from when I found out he was running it as a business, like I knew it was possible. And so that was always like, The goal, I guess, was to turn it into a business. It took me, like at the time, I would have been 14, nearly 15, just starting this account. And so, yeah, like I was still in high school and had plenty more years in high school, probably from that point on that I realized it was possible and then went for it. It took probably six to 12 months before it started making any income and wasn't until I was about 18, about four years later, that it was a full-time income.
0: So tell me about the Cleverpreneur company that you started. When did you start that? Kind of what exactly are you doing? Who are you working with? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so that was as I'd finished high school, like I finished high school ended 2017, and decided like I'd give myself a year of not go to university, not get a full time job, just see what I could do with this. And I sort of looked at who, like, what skills I had. I knew I could build Instagram accounts in the business motivation sort of niche. And so I figured I'd put those skills to use and help creators, experts, people posting educational content, build up their audience and sell whatever they are selling. And so from that point on, I just put my focus onto that niche and that allowed me to scale up to being doing things full time.
0: Outstanding. So today you are full time committed to obviously this agency and helping businesses particularly focus on Instagram. Is that correct?
1: Yeah always been focused on Instagram pretty much. I have my own YouTube channel, but Instagram has always been the favorite.
0: And then tell us a little bit about your YouTube story, because that's where I discovered you. When did you start posting on YouTube and what kind of content are you publishing there?
1: Yeah. So I've probably been consistent for just over two years now, maybe two and a half years. And it's pretty much just been sharing like different things regarding mostly Instagram marketing, a little bit of like my YouTube tips and tricks that I've learned but pretty much just how to do different things on Instagram. I feel like there's been a lot of bad information out there that's sort of like not very helpful. I'm sure you see plenty of that across all social media, like strategies and tips and tricks. And so I figured I'd just share my experiences, what I've learned, what works for me, what doesn't work for me and help people. And then that's helped me build up my channel.
0: So there are a lot of people listening right now that are active on all sorts of different social platforms, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. Why should Instagram be an important part of their growth strategy, their channel strategy, their marketing strategy? What is it that you want to tell to those people maybe who aren't as committed to Instagram as they might be to some of the other social platforms?
1: I think the reason that Instagram is like so powerful is because it incorporates pretty much everything into one place. Like if you're building on YouTube, you can put out great long form content, but you can't have that raw unfiltered like stories side of thing where you're showing the behind the scenes and you can't directly message your audience to learn from them. You can have your comment section and so on, but that's not quite as personal. And then you've got things like TikTok where you can put out really great short form content and reach a huge amount of people. But again, you don't have that ability to message people, which is massive when it comes to generating leads and sales and so on. And you don't have that ability to put out longer form content like on YouTube. Whereas on Instagram, you've sort of got everything in one place. You've got reels where you can get a ton of reach and reach millions and millions of people. You've got stories where you can show an unfiltered sort of side of you to build that connection with your audience. You can put out longer form content in Instagram video, you can DM people and it's got everything all in one place, which is just really, really efficient. And it can definitely complement well with other platforms. Personally, on my personal brand, I'm using YouTube and Instagram and probably TikTok soon as well. But I think as one platform, it's just got everything in there.
0: Outstanding. You mentioned that some of the content you've been publishing on YouTube is specifically focused on some of the common challenges, you know, obvious mistakes that you see that people make on Instagram. I would love to hear from your perspective, because I'm sure plenty of my listeners are doing things on Instagram that aren't working for them, and they might be actually making some of the mistakes that you tend to see a lot. So what are some of the more common things that you see people doing that really don't work? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Honestly, I'd say one of the biggest ones is people actually focusing too much on the growth hacks and like what specific hashtag can I use that's going to explode my reach and not spending enough time on really focusing in on the content itself. And like, how can I produce the absolute best piece of content that is going to be interesting, engaging, and valuable to the people I'm trying to reach? Because if you can do that on any platform, you're going to get way more organic reach than having Sort of something that you quickly throw together and then spending all your time on hashtags or different growth hacks. Because those growth hacks will come and go, but developing engaging valuable content will always, always, always work on every platform. Although some of the other ones that I, I would say is people, especially in the educational niche, holding back information, like trying to not give away too much because they might want to try and sell something on the back end. But if you look at some of the biggest, most successful creators like in the space, like Gary Vaynerchuk, for example, he gives away everything for free. And then he still makes a huge amount because he's selling personal advice or he's getting equity in companies or so on. I think you can do so much more by just giving away as much as you can to help. And then people are going to come to you because you're going to still be that expert that they want to talk to for one-on-one advice or that they want to promote a certain product or whatever.
0: I totally agree with you on this. And this is something that I've been preaching for a long time. I used to be a writer before I started Social Media Examiner. And I've always believed that if you are someone who sells courses or knowledge or information and you feel like you can't give away all of your secrets because then no one will ever want to buy from you, that's a false mindset, right? Because the truth is that there's so much more where that came from, right? So you can share a tip, you can share advice, you can share your absolute best secrets. But still, there's so much more to that because you've been developing these ideas for a long time. You know, you might share the tip itself, but how do you actually pull it off? What are the roadblocks to avoid, right? What are the common pitfalls that people are going to make? There's so much more underneath that. You're just scratching the tip of the iceberg. And, you know, when I wrote my first book called Writing White Papers, I was a blogger and I wrote articles on everything that I could ever think of. And everybody was like, well, why would they buy the book if they could just read the articles? Well, guess what? The book was those articles combined together with a lot more organization and insight. And I sold 10,000 of them. Okay. And the moral of the story is there are some people that are going to hear you and say, wow, Josh. Ryan knows what he's talking about. I could try to copy him or I could hire him to do it, right? Or I could hire him to advise me or I could hire him to work for me. And this is like the most important thing in the world because people don't just follow anyone these days. They want to follow people who are providing value to them. Don't you agree?
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: What about this selfie stuff that's all over Instagram? I mean, like I see so many creators, especially women creators Taking selfies, you know, and all these glorious locations and stuff. And not all of these people are like fitness experts or whatever. Like, do you think that that's a mistake? What's your thoughts on that, you know?
1: Yeah. So I think if you're just posting like selfies and then putting like whatever you wanted to say into the caption, like if you're making a post about how to grow a podcast and you put all the tips in the caption, you're not going to grow as well because. When that photo shows up in someone's feed, like that's only going to appeal to people who already follow you. And so you're not going to be able to grow an audience because that goes to a stranger and it's like, "Mm, there's nothing really in it for them. It's only going to appeal to people who already follow you, which means, yeah, you're not going to grow your audience. You're not going to reach new people. Whereas if you instead turn that into a short reel, for example, of three tips to grow your podcast. And that shows up in someone's reel. They see three tips for their podcast. They're going to click on that. They're going to get something out of it. They're going to learn from you. And then that can turn into a new fan who then is engaging with your content and is following your account. Whereas if you're just posting selfies or photos of yourself, it doesn't really appeal to anyone new. And often you always want to just look at like, how would this piece of content perform without the caption? Because some people might have a really valuable post, but it's all in the caption and there's nothing in the image itself. Because Instagram, at the end of the day, is like a visual platform. So it's all about what the image or the reel or the video or so on looks like. So you want to make sure the value is in that and not so much just a selfie or a nice photo. That stuff can do well on your stories because, again, it's only going to people you follow, whereas in your feed and your reels and so on, you always want to focus on, like, how can I bring value to the people I'm trying to reach? So
0: we've talked about not sharing enough content is a big mistake where they're holding back information. We've talked about just going after the growth hacks without really thinking about a content strategy. Is there anything else that you see before I move on to my next question that are common things that a lot of people are doing that don't seem to really work anymore?
1: I don't think there's probably too many other mistakes that people make aside from just not being consistent enough and not being really clear on their niche, which I'm probably sure you've had a ton of people say and, and everyone's heard it, but it is because it works. Like you do want to pick What niche are you in? Who are you serving? Who are you helping? And uh, you got to be consistent with it. But I'm sure everyone's heard that a million times already.
0: Right. So let's talk about content because obviously the core to all of this is really, it seems, to create really good content. And one thing we know about Instagram, as you mentioned earlier, is it seems to have it all right. You've got live video, you've got stories, you've got reels, you've got IG video, which used to be IGTV. You've got posts, you've got carousels. I'm probably forgetting something, but there's a million different things that Instagram seems to offer. The mix is crazy. So from your perspective, do you have a suggestion as far as the kinds of content? I don't know how to label this, but given all these things I just mentioned, is there a certain mix of certain kinds of content that maybe make the most amount of sense to maximize our objective here of really attracting the right audience that can convert?
1: Yeah, so I would look at like reels as your top of funnel piece of content. Like it's all about getting awareness. And because it's most likely short form content, only five, 10, 15, 20 seconds, whatever, can get a lot of reach to a lot of people who don't follow you. And the algorithm's almost set up in that way because someone will click on a reel and then they'll scroll to the next one and the next one and the next one. And so this is going to be the best way to reach new people. You're probably not going to impact them massively, but you're at least getting in front of them and and reaching these people. And so that's where you'd focus on content that reaches new people. Then I would probably look at like your feed posts, like an image or a carousel or, or so on, as well as your Instagram video as like a way to serve those people. Instagram video is probably more about longer form content where you can help them. It's more likely than not, not gonna reach a ton of new people, but will reach existing followers and you can then build that relationship. So you might post replays of your live streams here. You might post longer trainings here. You might post things along those lines that's going to deepen that relationship. Whereas your images, your carousels, you probably want to optimize for shareable content, stuff that people share to their feed. So this might be a quote that people relate to. This might be an insight you can give people, just something relatable in general because that tends to be the way you get the most growth with like images carousels is by people sharing it to their story and sort of telling their friends tagging their friends etc and then I would look at your story as the way to really get like raw and unfiltered with your audience build that connection even more and it's also where we're going to nurture and, and generate leads for your business most of the time there's obviously going to be crossover like a cross that like Instagram video isn't going to be just your audience. You can you can definitely reach new people with it. Reels isn't going to be just new people. You will reach some of your audience. But as a general rule of thumb, Reels is about getting awareness. Instagram videos for longer form stuff. Images of it is all about trying to get shares and, and reaching people that way. And then your stories is about nurturing and, and lead generation.
0: Fascinating. So do you have kind of a, if this is a pie chart, You know What percentage of our content, because it sounds like a couple of good reels could go for a long time, right? Because it's reaching potentially for days, weeks, months, right? Where some of this other stuff might only be seen for a day, obviously, right? So what are your thoughts on the mix of content? If it was a pie chart, what percentage should go to each one of these things, just out of curiosity?
1: I would say it depends on how much time you're dedicating to it. Like, if you've got limited time to invest into it, I would be putting your focus on reels and stories. Reels to reach new people, stories to nurture and generate leads. If you've got additional time, I'd probably put that towards your feed content where you can get shares. And then if you've got, I would say the last one to probably focus on longer form Instagram video.
0: What's your thoughts on live video? Just out of curiosity, do you work that into your strategy at all? Or do you generally not use live with what you're doing?
1: To be honest, like... I haven't used it a ton, although it is very, very strong, especially for just like, again, nurturing your existing audience. Right. Doesn't reach a huge amount of new people, can more often than not, it's mostly going to be your existing audience. Right. But I think lives, especially if you're bringing someone else on, can be a really good way to nurture nurture your audience.
0: Yeah. My understanding is that when you bring somebody else on, it notifies their following as well, right? Yeah. Which is kind of cool. And then, of course, you can save that to IG video when you're done, and then you can have it there permanently or you can download it if you want to,
1: right? Exactly. That's almost how I would use it. Like you can sort of get two birds with one stone as you create a valuable Instagram live, which you can connect with your audience in real time, and then you can post it as an Instagram video, which is going to bring value and nurture people for weeks and months to come.
0: Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. One of the things that I know Instagram cares about is engagement, right? And I hypothesize that part of the goal here is to create content that isn't just looking good, but actually spurs some sort of engagement, right? Because The thesis here, I would imagine, is that if someone interacts with the content, it probably sends a signal to the algorithm and will show more of your kinds of content to them. But it also develops a little bit of a bond with you as the person or company creating the content, right? If they're messaging you or if they're commenting on your feed posts or whatever, this is positive engagement metrics that I would imagine the algorithm really cares about. Therefore, assuming that's true... How can we create content that is engaging? Because obviously not all content creates engagement. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you're spot on with like the, the algorithm there. Like it's it gets very complicated and there's a whole pile of different algorithms. But at the end of the day, the the more engagement that you get from people, the more it's going to show up to them, the more it's going to show up to new people. I would say probably the biggest determining factor in creating content that gets engagement is, or the biggest two, I guess, is A good topic or a good idea that you're actually creating about because then you're not fighting an uphill battle trying to create content around something boring or people aren't interested in. So actually having a good idea, which pretty much would come from really understanding like who your audience is and what they want to see. Like, are you a personal trainer who helps people in their 30s to lose weight or something? Like, is that your target audience? What do they want to learn? And just coming up with a a good idea that will serve them because you're not going to be interested from the start.
0: Real quick on that. I would love to understand what are some examples maybe you're doing on your accounts or your clients are doing, just so people understand. Because so many of us think our ideas are good, but we don't really know if they're good. You know what I mean? Like we need to hear some what you think is a good idea because clearly you see a lot more things that work than maybe what I see or someone else is listening to the show sees.
1: So a lot of the stuff like I sort of touched on earlier that we do is in like the educational niche. So people that are consultants, coaches, whatever. And a big part of coming up with great content is like looking at frequently asked questions and then simply creating a piece of content, responding to that. So lots of people ask me all the time about like, what hashtags should I use? And so I created a short reel of here's what hashtags you should use to grow your Instagram. And then sort of touched into quickly how I find them, how I go about using them, etc. Uh, lots of people ask me like why is my growth stagnated and so I might create a short reel you know why you aren't growing on Instagram so you're looking at topics that people constantly ask which is showing like you know this is what people are wanting to know wanting to learn what they feel like is missing from your content and then you can turn that into a short piece of content that you know they want to see and so that they're more likely to watch engage with share etc
0: Well, and so many people listening to the show, like you have multiple platforms, right? Like you have YouTube as well. So I'd imagine you might have a really great comment that comes in on a YouTube video that spurs an idea for you to create something over on Instagram and vice versa, right?
1: Yeah, 100%. I tend to have a Word document or a, a Google document open and it's just like content ideas. And so if I talk to a client and they discovered something or they asked me something, then I would just write that down. Like if they're like, You know, how does this work? Other people clearly don't know that. And so I'll write that down and create a piece of content. Or if I see a news headline about an update that's coming to Instagram or something like that, I'll chuck that in or all of that stuff. Comments on YouTube, you can even see like what videos your audience were watching, like what other people's videos your audience were watching. I like that. And so you can get ideas from that.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I was just about to ask, and I think I have the answer, but some people might not yet have a following that's asking them questions. And in that case, the question was going to be, where do they find good ideas? And one thing that came to me as you were talking is, well, you could look at other people's channels that you respect and see what people are asking on those channels, right? So you can go over to your favorite Instagram channel or YouTube channel and look at the comments. And I would imagine you could fish for ideas there too, right?
1: 100%. And you can also just look at the content and not copy it, but look at the topics they're talking about that are getting the most engagement and then give your own spin on it. Like if you look at Instagram channel, like if you look at YouTube channels, teaching Instagram is a pretty common trend that anytime people talk about hashtags, it gets a lot of views. And so if someone was trying to break into that niche, like they can go ahead and teach what they know about hashtags and it's more likely to get more engagement, more reach, et cetera. Like that's one that I've I've noticed recently that, that does really well or anything about updates. And so you can do that for any niche. You can see like, In my niche, who are the channels, who are the Instagram accounts, and what topics are people most interested in, which you can usually tell based on what content's getting the most engagement. And then, you know, do your own thing. Don't copy their tips and stuff. Give your own thing, but see what people are more interested in.
0: So once we've got some good ideas now, how do we make this content engaging? What are your thoughts on, you know, actually taking that idea and then executing on
1: it? So I would script out your content ahead of time if you're trying to record reels or videos or so on so just jot down some basic notes of like this is what it's going to be because that way you can keep it as concise as possible rather than trying to think of it on the spot where you might ramble on and then you lose people's interest and they click off and that lowers your watch time or how much time someone spent on your content and we usually lower the reach so i would say the most important thing is having a strong hook like at the start of the video so if it's like in my situation if it's a reel about What hashtags to use, I should start it with, use this hashtag strategy to double your reach or use this content strategy to increase your likes or something like that. And so right away, like two to three seconds into the piece of content, the audience know what they're getting and it's giving them a reason to actually watch it.
0: I love this. So hold on a second here. Use this to achieve this, right? Literally, like use this idea to whatever, right? it's a simple formula, right? I mean, is it really that simple, like follow this or use this and achieve this? I mean, is that really the simplistic model of the hooks that you're typically doing?
1: Yeah. It doesn't have to be more complicated. Like there's different ways you can phrase it. Right. Like it could be like how I achieved this, how this person did this. There's a lot of different ways you can sort of mix a word around. So it's not the exact same thing every time, but yeah, that is the essence. You want to sort of explain to people within two to three seconds why they should actually continue watching again that's the same with youtube tiktok instagram
0: you were about to say the alternative that many people do is blank and you were going to say how not to do it how do you see others doing it wrong you know
1: i would say again it comes down to like when you brought up like the idea of like the selfies and just posting that sort of stuff there like going too much about yourself on content that's meant to generate awareness and not like getting straight to the point instead of having like a big long introduction or something about yourself, which is probably more common on YouTube to be fair than Instagram reels. But like people just sort of blabbering on at the start and not really getting right into it because people's times, precious people's attention is precious. Just get straight to the point, like how are going to help them and then deliver the help and then in the reel, So you keep it short, sharp to the point, concise, and that way you're going to get the best watch time. On your reels because people will watch it for longer they'll watch the whole thing they'll watch it a couple times maybe and that'll help push it really far in the algorithm
0: you know i know you're talking about reels here but i would imagine this would apply to stories and it could even apply to a caption could it not i mean is there any reason why you couldn't write the exact same hook in the written word or put a story frame together that does the exact same thing inside of stories
1: Yeah, you can do the exact same thing there. The one difference I would say is with stories, because it's only going to people or most of the people watching it are people who already follow you. You've got a little bit more like leeway and you can get a bit more personal about how your day was going or what you were doing. And people almost want to see a little bit of that. Whereas with Reels, because you're trying to reach people who don't follow you, who don't already have a connection with you, you want to get straight to the point. Stories, you can definitely go with a similar format of like how I achieve this or how to do this, but you've definitely got more room to stretch it out, add more story about what's happening, etc.
0: How long do we have in reels these days? I think it's changed. Is it 30 seconds or is it a minute? How long is a reel now?
1: Some people have got 30 seconds. Some people have got a minute. It's sort of like Instagram hasn't fully updated it for everyone.
0: What do you recommend as far as the length of these reels? What's worked best for you? I would imagine you've experimented with 15 seconds and 20 seconds and 30 seconds and all that, right?
1: I would say the best way to go about it is to keep it as concise as possible. Like I don't think there's a make it 10 seconds sort of rule because some reels you might need 20, 30, 40 seconds to explain the whole concept or the whole topic or the whole story. Whereas other reels you might only need five or six seconds to quickly say, do this. Don't do that, whatever it might be. So the rule of thumb would just be don't waste people's time, like keep it concise and to the point because if you're creating a reel about, I don't know, how Michael Jordan became a successful basketballer, you're probably going to need like 30, 40, 60 seconds to make that. Whereas if you're trying to say, you know, something short and sharp, then you might only need five or six or seven. So it's it's hard to compare the two, but just keep it concise. It's probably the best I can say.
0: What's the objective or metric that we want to be thinking about when we're creating reels? Is the view the metric that matters the most? Is it some other thing like, can you like a reel now or is that a story? I can't remember. I'm getting confused, but, or is it a DM? Like what's the objective that's going to create the best engagement with a reel? What are we seeking here? The engagement metric.
1: Yeah, so you can like reels and you can like stories. Stories is a new one that right. you can like that they've just started rolling out. I would say the biggest metric you want to optimize for is actually one they don't give you, which is watch time percentage. Uh. they'll show you your watch time percentage on videos, but not on reels because what I've found is that if a reel is really engaging based on watch time, which again is is <laughs> really hard to tell because they don't actually show you the metric yet. But if you can optimize for that, that'll be what gets you the best result.
0: How do you know if they don't tell you? Is it if you see more view, do they show views and viewers so that if it loops or whatever, I mean, is there some sort of way to discern whether they've reached the end of the reel from your perspective?
1: Not really, but most of the reels that do well. So the, the reels with a high view count are usually ones that have got a good watch time because Instagram will show it to more people. And again, like there's no like hard and fast, I guess, data behind this, but If you look at YouTube, like the videos that do the best are the ones that have got high watch time. If you look at TikTok, the videos that do the best are the ones that have got high watch time. Uh, And and it sort of makes sense to optimize for that. For example, some people don't really like much content on Instagram. They might scroll for 30 minutes, but they might not like any of those reels because that just might not be how they interact on the platform. So it's not a great way for the algorithm to judge content by looking at what gets the most likes because different people interact differently. Whereas if someone's not interested in something, they're going to scroll. If someone is, they're going to watch. And so that's pretty much the best metric, which is why I think it's really important to just have that hook at the start to get people to watch it and then deliver whatever you've promised um, to keep people on the whole time.
0: Is there anything else we need to be thinking about as far as creating engaging content outside of Reels? You know, like what about some of these other options we've talked about? Because obviously engagement is what Instagram cares about the most. Do you have any thoughts on the other kinds of content as far as making it engaging?
1: I think having like a powerful opening line to the piece of content, whether it's a controversial take or whether it's just being blunt with what you're trying to say can be really well because it's going to grab people's attention. Other thing I think that works really well for getting a lot of engagement is leveraging like another authority in some sense which can be done really well through like referencing like news articles or something like that. So you might add your two cents on a recent thing that you saw in the news that's relevant to your niche. So yeah, if someone's like a fitness trainer and they see like some crazy diet in the news, they can just say, this is absolutely ridiculous and explain why. And you're sort of leveraging because someone might see the screenshot of the news article from... The New York Times, and that's some sort of authority that's going to get them to then look at the piece of content, and then you can say, this is ridiculous, or this is really good. It's good to see people talking common sense, and then are seeing your content and most likely engaging.
0: I love this. So we're creating content that's designed to obviously get people to watch in the case of video, because... We'll know we're successful if all of a sudden some of our reels seem to have a lot more views than others because it means the algorithm is showing it because people are getting it done and then obviously with the other types of content we'll know if we're doing well because we're getting the appropriate level of engagement whether it be comments on a feed post or whether it be dms or likes now i want to kind of get into like how do we actually get these viewers consumers whatever followers whatever we want to call them of our content to convert into customers You know, because obviously that's the goal in marketing is to get them to become a lead or to become a customer. How do we go about doing that? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I think the biggest thing is selling the result that they're going to achieve from your product or like the outcome that someone's going to generate and just having a lot of proof that you can actually deliver on that. Because at the end of the day, that's mostly what people are buying. Like if they're buying a physical product, like to help them, I don't know if they're trying to buy some cool sunglasses like they want to see a whole pile of people wearing them and enjoying them and you know getting the most out of them if they want to buy a weight loss program from a fitness trainer they want to see that a lot of people have gone through this got results that were in a similar position to them and that's going to give them that certainty in their mind that they too if they invest in this person can achieve said result if they want to buy a vegan food bar like to you know sustain their energy throughout the day like they want to see a whole pile of people that have bought it and been happy with it and got the end result which i think is probably the biggest thing is just having those that social proof those testimonials and just the results of what you're offering
0: earlier in the interview you mentioned that reels is about awareness and feed posts are about shareable content and ig video is about serving your existing audiences and stories Is for leads and nurturing. So, my guess is that this happens in the stories. Is it on the stories? That's the side of Instagram that you're specifically using to convert. Is that right? Yeah. Am I right on that?
1: I would say a lot of it is in the stories. And part of that is because A, it's going out to mostly people who follow you. B, there's no, there's less of like an algorithm. Like if you post an ad in your feed, It's going to get less engagement than a normal post, which means Instagram is going to limit its reach. And so you might only reach like 10% of the people you would with an engaging piece of content. Whereas on stories, it's pretty much always very similar or the same. And third, you've got the ability for people to just easily, seamlessly DM you based on your story. Like you can just say, DM me for more information, and they could just hit the DM below and flick you a message, which just makes it so much easier to achieve. You can like hint on this stuff. Throughout your content, like you could show a result, especially if you're a coach, expert, consultant, or agency, you could like create a piece of content of how we help this e-commerce store triple their revenue with this Facebook ad strategy. And so it's somewhat social proof that you can help them achieve it as well as a valuable piece of content. But most of it, I would say, is done through the stories.
0: Ah, uh, this is fascinating because the problem with doing it through the stories is you got to constantly do it through the stories, right? because they're only there for twenty four hours. Do you recommend having a highlights reel that is somehow focused on the sales side of it? If so, you know, how do you suggest that work?
1: I totally agree. I would have a highlight reel and have it like just filled up with social proof that you can actually achieve, like whether it be customer testimonials or people wearing your products, if it's like, clothing or accessories that you're selling or whatever it might be or like if it's a coaching program or a course or a software or whatever it might be agency services have a highlight fill it up with people enjoying your product getting results with your product and that'll be the best thing that can convince people that what you're offering is actually great
0: with your millionaire dream instagram account how have you used that to sell your consultancy agency or have you not used that? I'm just curious from your perspective, how you've gone about developing these inspirational quotes and stuff and all that stuff you've been doing on that account and how you actually move people into the sale, I'm just curious about that and whatever it is you've been selling.
1: So on that account, the main way that we monetize it is actually through promoting other people and, and, and selling them promotions to other brands, businesses, et cetera initially like in the earlier days I would use it to sell my own services which would mostly just be through showing people the results of that account so like showing people the growth or' achieving and all of that which would then get people interested in us doing it for them but I've found that I now get much better quality leads through my own personal brand because Again, like I'm, I'm teaching people, like I'm giving people, like you were saying earlier when you were promoting your books, I'm creating YouTube videos, giving people a whole ton of valuable stuff, and then they message me and they're pretty much already sold on whatever problem they need solved. Whereas on the other account, because it's like motivational stuff, I then have to convince them that I know what I'm talking about when it comes to growing their Instagram. There's a lot more pieces to that. So that page now, we are pretty much just sell promotions to brands, a little bit of affiliate marketing. And most of my clients come from YouTube.
0: On your personal Instagram account, are you needing to say, by the way, I've got some openings for clients? Or do you just find that by sharing your wisdom, people naturally DM you and want to work with you? You don't even have to sell at all. I'm just curious.
1: Yeah. I don't go too heavy on the selling. To be honest, like people naturally reach out. If they've seen a reel or if they saw a YouTube video or based on a story, I get a lot of people naturally reach out. Maybe once a month or so, I'll say, hey, we've got two two openings left this month and that'll get a bit of urgency and people will just jump in and take action. But usually just get a lot through the content itself.
0: What are your thoughts about doing a little Instagram video that's like an about me video or something like that, where if somebody goes, checks you out, they could watch it, they could see who you are, what you do. And also, what are your thoughts about using the, you know, link in bio kind of thing with Linktree or whatever that shows the options that you do? Are those things that you recommend and are those helpful things to help sell as well?
1: Definitely. I would probably have the about me as a story highlight. So you might have one story highlight, which is a whole bunch of social proof of the results you're getting. Right. And then maybe you have one that's like in a, an about me, which is, you know, your stories about, you know, who you are, what you do, what your story is, and then probably only realistically need those two there so they get all of the attention. I like that. As far as LinkedIn bio goes, I've always been somewhat in two minds about whether you should just have an opt-in straight to an email, like opt-in, and then you can give people access to all of those links. I think it depends on your content a little bit. So you can either do that where you just have one thing and then all of the attention goes to that, or you have like a LinkedIn bio where it's got like YouTube channel, maybe a couple of affiliate links, maybe a link to your podcast, all those different things. I think it probably depends... Yeah, on your content. Like if you make one video one day and you're talking about a specific tool that will help people achieve X and then the next day you're referencing your podcast and then the next day you're referencing this, you probably want to have like a link tree or something like that because you can just say go to the link in the bio and it's always relevant.
0: You know, one more question about links is... As you know, up until relatively recently, you couldn't have a link unless you had 10,000 followers. Now you've got the link sticker. Do you recommend people use the link sticker to point to like a lead generation form or to a sales page or what's your thoughts on that?
1: I would say when you're pointing people towards a sales page, lead generation, something of that sense, if you've got a larger audience and you've got a lot of people that you're dealing with, I would definitely be using a link. If you've got a smaller audience, You can use a link, but I would advise that instead you get people to DM you or get people to vote on a story poll, like registering their interest, like who would be interested in this? And you have like a yes, no poll because you're going to get a lot more people do that because otherwise like you might put a link there, you might get some people click it. And then of those people, some of them might just leave the page. Half of them might, well like if you've got a 50% conversion rate on your opt-in, half the people might leave, half the people might not fill out the survey. If you get people into the DMs, which is much easier, you can convert a lot more people. So if you've got a small audience and you have the time to be able to respond to everyone, I would be getting people to DM you or register their interest on a story poll. But yeah, if you've got a massive audience, you obviously can't message like hundreds, thousands of people.
0: Well, if they register their interest, quote unquote, on a story poll, does that mean you're following up with all those who said yes or whatever with DMs? Is that generally how that works? Yeah. Fascinating. So I guess what I'm hearing you say is, If you can keep people on platform, you'll probably get more engagement, right? As far as these DMs go, right? Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, you can now manage this on the desktop, right? Or is that not true? Yeah, you can do all your comments and stuff on a desktop if you don't want to have to do it on your phone, can't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can pretty much do everything on a desktop now. You can even post content, although that's a little bit glitchy at the moment. And there's some things that you can't quite do just yet, but you can do a lot of it from your desktop. The other thing that you touched on there about getting more engagement is like if you post an ad for something like you know, DM me if you're interested in this or you know, who would be interested in XYZ and you get a ton of people vote on that story poll, like you say, that's more engagement and your story will probably reach more people than usual. So if you usually get a thousand views on your stories and you post something that is advertising your services and getting people to vote yes or no you might get 1,500, 2,000 story views. Like you could get a 50 to 100% increase because Instagram sees all of this engagement.
0: Wow, this has been really, really, really interesting. Josh, why don't you tell everybody where they can discover more about you and also definitely share your your podcast as well?
1: Yeah, so the best place to find me is, is YouTube and Instagram, which are both just Josh Ryan, at Josh Ryan on Instagram youtube.com slash Josh Ryan and was just convinced me to bring back my podcast as well The Josh Ryan Show so you can also check that out by the time this interview is live it'll be up and running and plenty of content on there
0: Josh thank you so much for coming on and answering all my questions and hopefully giving people some fresh ideas of what they can do with Instagram
1: no worries thanks for having me hopefully it was helpful for everyone
0: hey, if you missed anything we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 504 if you're new to this show, be sure to follow us. If you've been a long-time listener, would you let your friends know about this show? I'm at Stelzner on Instagram. This brings us to the end of another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelsner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day. And may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner.